Well, hello there. This is Jim, the Keys bartender, trying to talk with a, I guess, I guess my voice is a little clear. It gets kind of a little raspy when it, you know, after, I think I did my cardio first, so it's all cleared up, so I don't sound, maybe I don't sound as gruff and older. But if you're not familiar with the Keys bartender show, it's about life and bartending down here in the Keys. Yeah, that's another way to say it, right? If you're a regular listener. Um, we had, uh, I guess we're in our rainy season right now. We're going into our hurricane season coming out. We had a nice little rain in the middle of the night. We had that uh, thunderstorm that where it sounds like, I no, I mean, it sounds like a war zone, but I, mean, I imagine a war zone is much more, Devastating, but you know, there's crashing coming right on top of you. And so, and I don't, not to make light of people living in war zones, uh, I actually felt immediately sorry for saying that when I said it. <clears throat> and uh, I wanted to talk about uh, first start talking about things when you're a bartender. Um, the one thing is, especially with the, I, I used to have some hard opinions about hard seltzers. And one is that, you know, why not, why the uh, F are you drinking them? Because just get yourself, drink yourself a flavored vodka and a club soda. And I get it now why people drink hard seltzers because they know how many they can drink. They know they can drink. Um, you know, they feel, I think they feel as if they're getting overserved sometimes, the people that really enjoy it. And they they know they can have like five hard seltzers, and it you know you, depending on the pour you, you may be able to drink only like three vodka and sodas. So yeah, I get it. And on the second thing with these seltzers, they come in assorted packs and flavors. And as a bar owner, I would just go. What I would do is offer two types, just two types. Because it starts getting crazy. It just seems as if the longer you run a bar, the more offerings you have. Now, we've had discussions on previous episodes. Like if you if you were having a party or an affair, let's say summer, and you want to have uh, a bar, but you don't have to purchase. You don't have you have to purchase all the liquor yourself. So what you do is you get the big four. Or it's actually big five if you're going to do margaritas. But the big four would be vodka, gin, rum, tequila. And I say big five uh, because there's triple sec, which is also alcohol. And I'm talking about liquors right there. And then you get the wines. You get some red and white and different beer, light beer, uh, regular beer, regular pilsner, uh, some maybe a dark beer, and maybe a non-alcoholic beer. And then you're covered, obviously, the mixers and things like that. But what happens if you're having a party and says, oh, so-and-so only likes Pilar rum and, oh, dark rum. And so-and-so likes jalapeno tequila and this and that. Once you start doing that, you start getting more involved in things. You're going to end up buying a, you're going from like the big five to, to 20 different liquors. And what happens if that person doesn't feel like drinking it? We get this a lot at uh, our restaurant. We have our speed rail has 
let's say 10 different liquors in it. And then we have a call rail that has another 15 and then a more uh, premium rail, let's say, that has about 32. And then you have a little liqueur rail that has different liqueurs that you use to make. And, and then you have your shelf. So we may have, I'm just going to go on a ring, maybe 60 different liquors and liqueurs. Maybe 70, 70, yeah, maybe 70 of them. And there's a lot. So that's a lot for everyone. As it goes for beers, we have, let's say, anywhere, if I can go and name them off, you got Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Coors, Michelob, Corona, Corona Light, Guinness, Heineken, and I'm counting a cider, Angry Orchard, Red Stripe, uh, Stella. Okay, now I'm at the 13, maybe 14, and we got about five or six. We got six different draft beers. Now, that should be enough for 95% of the people, right? Now, the other 5%, I like to call those people, I only drink one thing all the time, and that's what I want. If you're one of those, a lot of times you're shit out of luck. And I hate to say that, but you have, if you can't take all the combinations, and I'm not even talking about the combinations of drinks you can make because there's literally tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of different drinks you can have with the combination of liquors out there. But you have over 100, 100 choices, let's say. 100 choices between soft drinks, bottled beer, bottled wine. I didn't even say the wines. So you get about like 120 choices. And there are still people after that, once you give them all those choices, you don't have what they want. And they'll ask, oh, well, I like this particular vodka. You got to get this vodka. It's so good. It's so good. Or this different flavored gin or uh, anything. What you end up, we get these things and they sit around for a year or two. You know, unless you're a problem drinker like I was, and you don't want to do that because it's become very expensive. Uh, uh, it's a very expensive project to get into is drinking a whole bottle of liquor, and it's actually not good for you. Uh, but generally, when we purchase specialty items that are outside the norm, we're sitting on them for a year, and that's the reason why we have about 30 of the bottles every year. We'll have 30 bottles of things that no one orders. So I got to come up with specials or make some kind of punch or anything than when we're doing a promotion. And people, and then we even try to make specials out of it. Just doing it. And you got to think of minimizing isn't, you may think, well, if you reduce the number of selections that you make, like you would on a menu, you ever come down a menu and it's so freaking long when you have like 12 different pages of menus and it's full of shit. I hate to say shit, but it's just full of shit. 
you know, we're, we're a smaller restaurant. We're not a corporate. So I tend to tell people, listen, if it's not too busy and we have the time, usually if we have the constituent ingredients, we can do some modifications there. No problem. Now, if we don't have lamb chops and there's nothing on the board that says lamb chops, you can't order lamb chops, right? So if we don't have, let's say, uh, I'm going to make something that could be real or not real because it's, oh, well, it's real. Let's say old granddad bonded. I think bonded used to be 101, at least 101 proof, meaning it was over 50% alcohol. It's a little stronger. If we don't have it, you're not going to be able to get a bonded old granddad old-fashioned. So don't even waste your time asking. Or you, know, you can ask and you say, sorry, we don't have that. You're going to have to modify it. But that's the thing, having choices and things like that. There's so many choices. And why would you... And once you start incorporating more and more and more... And there's big places that do that. There's... Uh, especially down here in the subtropics. I, I was at a wonderful uh, bar... I, you know, I was drinking diet soda, which I forgot has caffeine in it. And I, because I was craving something sweet, I had to get a diet soda. And uh, yeah, and I ended up getting caffeine. I'm trying to reduce my caffeine intake. I t- I'll talk that about a little later. A little later, I'll talk about that. But in that bar, you have an outside bar, right? An outside bar normally doesn't have uh, the selection down here, at least. If you have an inside bar, you put all your specialty scotches. If you have specialty scotches and cognacs and thing behind your main bar, because you know you have more temperature control inside. It's sitting. It the bar is always locked up, meaning at night outside you have a tendency you will have to put everything away at the end of the night. You lock it, put in lock and key. I used to work at a tiki bar before, so if someone ordered like a cognac and they're outside, it wouldn't be poured at the outside bar would pour, be poured inside where they have the specialty drinks. And people have a tendency to think, yeah, you should have everything. And if you have a rare, an item you don't see every place, it's because most people don't order it and it's not as popular. And depending on the, let's say, the demographics of your crowd, you may or may not go through it. So it's good to have everything because you want to go through your stock. You don't want to have any, if there's such a thing as Guinness Guinness Light. There's a Guinness Blonde, I think there is. And if you bought like four cases of Guinness Blonde because someone wanted some Guinness Blonde at a party, and you say, oh yeah, it's very popular, and they drink seven. And you still drink, you're still drunk, stuck with 89 bottles of Guinness Blonde. You're going to have to run a special on that, probably, you know, close to cost to get rid of it. So, yeah, two, $2.50, let's say, for a case of Guinness Blonde. I mean, whatever it goes for now. It could be $50, uh, well, $50, $60. So you, so you may have to make it $2.50 in order to break even. Just to, it's, Sometimes it's worthwhile when you have a lot of stock to just say, blow it out. Do it caught. Do what it cost. Save yourself the space. Get rid of that and make room for the stuff that makes you money. 
the biggest volume of thing that we sell besides draft beer is being a loss leader is vodka is well vodka and you know you don't want to have um you don't want to run out of well vodka because that's what you make you make so much out of it at, at our certain place let's say for martinis cosmopolitans vodka soda screwdrivers whatever it takes vodka you don't want shelf space being um, taken up for some Australian vodka. You don't want a, two cases of that. You need that. You need room for another case of your well vodka because you go through on a weekend. There's many times where we'll go through 40 bottles of vodka, and we're not that big a place. Well, I wouldn't say 40. One, two, three. We'll go through like. Do this correctly the right way. We'll go, yeah, we'll go up to forty dollars and uh, forty bottles of vodka a week. Up upwards. I may be exaggerating a bit. Let's make that 25. 25 bottles of vodka a week. And that's a, a well vodka. You include all the vodkas we go through, it could be 32 vo- uh, bottles of vodka. And you don't want to lose that space. And you can't do that. And when you have all these different things, you're looking around, looking around, you're missing that stuff. You got to get the stuff you're going to be selling in bulk. You got to make sure you don't want to run out of triple sec if you do a lot of uh, margaritas, right? You might be listening in the background. We have a little thunderstorm going on. So I may have to pause the show. I don't want anything interrupting me while I'm doing this. But that's... That's the word of the day. So you want to kind of simplify, make a concise inventory. When I say inventory and stock and have those things. And the, the more wide, let's say widely varied, but not distinct. You don't need, you don't necessarily need four bottles of flavored gin unless you're a martini bar. Right? You don't have to have flavored gins. You're not going to go through it. And believe it or not, liquors do go bad. Sunlight destroys it sometimes if we have the ones that have dye in it and changes the color. And heat. Heat will destroy it. And if you don't seal up your bottles, you got to worry about fruit flies. So you don't want that to be happening. That's it for bartending right here. So I'm going to move on. So this... Um, week I was working and I'm not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on re recovery from, you know, working out at a gym and what I'm doing. I am, I'm feeling good. I'm doing my cardio. I'm not going to reach it many times, but there's a gym close to me about four miles north of me instead of having to go, uh, 11, 12 miles south, uh, through one, two, three, for traffic signals, which is not, that, you know, down here, people go 12 miles straight. It's a straight road down. You make make a right and stuff like that. But still, 12 miles is 12 miles. If you get stuck, stuck behind a traffic jam and stuff like that, it could end up being a half hour to 45 minutes going that. And, you know, if you think about it, that's an hour out of your day. Who wants to spend an hour out of your day in order to work out for an hour and 15 minutes? Not me. If I need to work out an hour and 20 minutes, 
I like the option of going four miles away. Now, I want to mention, because at gym, I am so happy to have these options. I'm going to be so happy to go back to my place of work because the gym I work at is wonderful. Is wonderful. I love it. I love the people there. But the gym I have close by is wonderful, too. It has all the equipment I want. Has all the equipment I want. It's the Mac Gym, and I was ta- I was talking to the owner, Mac. Yeah, Mac's Gym. The owner's Mac, and I told him, I said, "What a great service for the people down here that you have this gym." So, you know, only well, I mean, there's a CrossFit gym in the area, but CrossFit is very particular. And there's nothing wrong with it. And there's a yoga studio. Yoga studios are great, and there's uh, fitness trainers here that have their own little gyms. What I, th- I think is incredible. But it's nothing like having a, a, for me, having a gym with maybe, you know, this big equipment. It, if I had the wherewithal and the, the money, I think I might build a room with a gym in it. And I'd have three big pieces of equipment. I'd have a, a stationary bike, an elliptical machine, rowing machine, and a couple... Uh, two universal machines, a uh, a, a sit-up bench, and some dumbbells. Yeah, maybe I'm the dumbbell, but you know, one of those universal dumbbells. When you call, where you you lock the weights on there, I would. That would be it. I would love that stuff. I work out every day, every day. Just doing, you know, some sort of thing, either cardio and things like that. The way I view it, at least right now, now I'm doing my um, my cardio recovery from my arrhythmia, and eventually got to get that blockage cleared out. Is that it's not just physically, and it used to be. I am an ego maniacal guy, meaning I like I have an image of how I like to maintain my body. I'm almost 60 years old. And I keep on saying that. I'm 60. I'm 60 years old. Like, oh, look at me. I got to... No. I'm, I realize I'm never going to have a body of a 25-year-old again. But I'd like to have a body, a well-maintained body for someone who's 60 years old. I want to I want to be that. I want to be... be my, my, my thing is I want to look fit... I want to feel fit. I want to have energy and have the added benefit of it helps me psychologically. I always feel better after working out. I always feel better. There's something. Uh, there's something about being stationary that makes me ang- anxious. Being stationary and not doing anything and watching movies and or reading or screwing around on. Social media is something that really feeds into that feedback loop, that's anxiety. And if it wasn't necessarily, podcasting is one of the things that helped me also too. But with the, the physical, uh, going to the gym, doing podcasts, doing a video, I'm going to have to do some videos this week. I think I'll do a video tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to have to do, I'm, th- I'm actually going to have some guests on. I'm having people pushing to be on the, uh, the, the YouTube one. And I try to keep them separate. I'm doing a, uh, the podcast and the video. 
So I'm thinking, but all these things that I do, that I enjoy, out, it takes me out of my head. And I realize that people go and say, oh, yeah, you're a fitness freak, aren't you? I go, no, I'm not. I'm a wellness freak. And when I say wellness, it's not just about that. Yesterday, uh, the wife and I went to Marathon, Florida. And Marathon is the midway point between the top of the Keys and Key West. And Marathon is the first real place, the first real beach I like to call, I like the first real public beach in the Keys. And it's a public, uh, it's public in the, in the center of Marathon. And if you go down the center of town, it's a, down this winding road that's about uh, two or three miles uh, long. And during COVID, and even before then, we, the wife and I went. But it was one of our places of, of relaxation and stuff like that. We can, yeah, we can go up to Miami. They got a big beach up there. But the thing about the beaches up there, you got to walk. You got to park like maybe a block or two away, carry all your shit, go onto the beach. And then, you know, you got to look for facilities and stuff like that. If you're staying at a hotel, it's better. We stay at Fort Lauderdale once or twice. No, once we've been on the West Coast, we are a couple of places on the East Coast. Um, I love a beach if I'm staying there and it's right, it's right at the hotel or the, the rental property that we're staying at. That's that's the idea. But the great thing about Marathon, you get out of your car, you're less than 50 yards from the beach when you're parked. And it's a long place. And for the longest time, when you show up in season... It would take any upwards of 20 minutes to find a parking space because there's limited space. There's limited space. You could, sometimes it's full and you got to wait for someone to leave because otherwise you got to take a, a chancy spot. And you know what a chancy spot is. A chancy spot is when you park there and you go and say, this may or may not be legal. This could be a, a violation. But... We went uh, yesterday. It was a beautiful day. Actually, a beautiful day to go there. And we show up. And as we're walking up to one of the entrances, we found parking. It's out of season, as I mentioned on our previous episode. Great time to go to the beach. Um, we notice uh, there's a lot of cars there, but there's also a lot of open spaces. And as we walk to the entrance, we see a little parking uh, kiosk. And we're thinking, what the, what the hell? When did this happen? And we were only at the beach like a couple weeks ago. And I look at the, um, I guess the parking vending machine where you pay for parking. And there's a brand new block of concrete. And there's that machine. And then I went looking back and it says, pay for parking, pay for parking. It doesn't say um, pay for parking Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, it says pay for parking. So we go up, and this guy's having a difficulty paying. I end up paying. It took uh, $10 for two hours. A bit steep, not much less than the Miami and stuff like that. And I said, what took them so long? What took them so long to do this? Because that's great. I told you about this beach before. The beach is... I have to say it's about 800 yards, maybe not 800, not even 800 yards. 
maybe, uh, we'll go with 800 yards, right? 800 yards long, maybe 600 yards long, enough to get a decent amount of people. And I won't even speculate how many people, but the, I've never been there where you didn't have enough room for it. But it is a pretty, pretty crowded beach with no lifeguards, right? But then again, there's no waves. It's inside a reef area. So at most, you might get like a two-foot wave in there, and it's roped off. And when it roped off, it has that those floats out there with a line, and you're not supposed to exceed that. And then for most people, it's within, uh, you know, it's not over your head. So you shouldn't have a problem. And, and you know, there's very little undertow. You have very little tide coming in and going out. You don't have big wave action. So you don't have to worry about people getting pulled out. But they have these great facilities. They have one, two, two... Uh, uh, shower or restroom shower facility. I don't know if they they have these outdoor showers, you know, with the two, three uh, outdoor showers and the, the bathroom facilities where you can change inside there and stuff like that. And they have picnic facilities, little parks along the side. And I said, wow, Marathon is maintaining them under tax base. Uh, I felt kind of bad. I'm taking advantage of Now that I'm paying for parking, I go, wow, I don't feel guilty anymore. I felt guilty. I felt guilty going down there. I said, yeah, it may be maintained partly by the county, but I imagine Marathon's doing it, and I'm happy to pay that. I'm happy. I thought about this thing. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those uh, things when I was paying. I said, God damn it, I'm paying for this. And I said, well, I should be because they are maintaining it. I'm taking advantage of it. And now I feel, hey, listen, I go and put my, I put my card in. I put my license plate in. I'm covered. I did my part. But the thing that bothered me is that there were so many people coming up. And I didn't see anybody else pay. And I know there's online payment apps, but they didn't have one of those things where you give out. A, there's a pay-by-phone app for a lot of places, at least here in South Florida. You do this in Miami. When you go to a parking space, you can pay by phone. And you just put the location number they give you on the street. They'll have a pay by phone sign. And you put the location card and you put your, you already saved your car on the app. And you put it in. You can add time when you're out. It's a great thing. And it takes care of things. And you can't complain about running out of time. You can complain about running out of time. But you have an app that tells you how much time you have left, and you don't have to run back your car. Incredible. But then again, like I said at the um, at the marathon, you're only, I mean, even if you park far away, it's no more than 100 yards, 150 yards from your uh, car. And it's not a pain in the ass to get there, you know. It's a, it's a, a one-minute walk back and forth. You can go make your payment. It's not like you have to, you know, I mean, actually, it would be like doing it. And that, that's got to be great for the municipality. And I said, I'm willing to do it. And with all that extra revenue, I'm thinking, wow, they're going to be able to save money if they make, you know, a couple grand a day. That would, um, on the weekend and stuff like that, that would pay for so many specific improvements. They may be able to put a lifeguard there or a couple lifeguards. Why wouldn't you be able to put a couple lifeguards there if you don't have, if you make like, uh, you know, two, three thousand dollars a day. How much it costs for a lifeguard per day? 
if you're going to put a lifeguard up there for like six, seven hours or more. I guess you'd have to have a like I Now I'm getting over my head on this whole thing. But I really did enjoy it. And that's part of the things. Going to that beach, relaxing, going to the gym, doing the podcast, taking care of business, going to my 12-step meeting. 12, yeah, my 12, my step meeting. I'm not talking about it because in the program name, you're not supposed to talk about it. It's not, you know. But I, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to do that, and I'm not talking about the people in it or anything like that. And you, I did mention they do have commercials on the radio now. They have commercials on at least our local stations that are advertising. Uh, the services of 12-step programs down there. But uh, they, combined with the other things I do, I may not be 100%, but I do feel worlds better. And I'm very grateful for that. And once I get this uh, angioplasty done, I hope I didn't mention that too many times. I know I didn't mention the other thing that I got all in the, you know, my, uh, what do I call it, on the spectrum conversation I had the last time and if you know I said this you know I'll, I'll get off it but the last thing oh there's the thunder pretty cool huh I hope you get to hear that one so uh, I love the sound of thunder it's kind of you know it's kind of startling when it lands right next to you but that wasn't one of them uh, and I'll leave with this uh, a lot of times I'd introduce myself and I'd say, hey, how are you? My name's Jim. Gymnasium. And I'll leave that. This is Gymnasium saying goodbye. Actually, it's not Gymnasium. It's Jim Horan. You guys have a great day. I hope you're all doing well. Um, you don't have to take my advice. I'm just telling when I'm telling you about the stuff that I do, that's the thing that works for me. You find a thing that works for you, whether it be going to the gym, walking your dog, doing a little running, go to yoga, going to church, uh, belonging to your, uh, you know, a cosplay group where you dress up like Marvel uh, superhero characters. It's all good. Have a great day. This is Jim Horan saying goodbye. Bye.